Join Eurex and DerivSource for a webinar June 20th on the rise of total return futures, what you need to know, where industry participants explore the emergence of the total return future and how both buy and sell side market participants can use this newly designed futurized swap as part of a wider trading strategies and to achieve greater margin efficiency. Register via the webinars tab on DerivSource.com. Welcome to a DerivSource podcast. I'm Emily Fraser-Voigt and I'm the acting editor of DerivSource.com. Today we're talking about market concentration. A few key players dominate both financial markets as well as the fintech industry that serves them. In this DerivSource podcast, we're speaking with Kevin McParkland, Managing Director, Head of Market Structure and Technology Research at Greenwich Associates, about the roots of market concentration and why Wall Street needs co-opetition. Thank you, Kevin, for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. In a recent article, you talked about the need for co-opetition on Wall Street to guard against the lack of competition in several areas. Why does this concentration exist? And can you give some examples where there is strong market concentration? Sure. Generally, on Wall Street, we're talking about sort of market centers where people can transact, right? In the simplest form, we're talking about, you know, somebody wanting to buy and somebody wanting to sell. And to make that function as efficiently as possible, you often then want fewer markets, right? Because the fewer markets you have, then you have more folks um, in a single place looking to do business one another. But because of that, right, we have only maybe two or three providers in a particular space. So for example, if we talk about on the trading side, in trading of corporate bonds, you see the vast majority, about 90% of electronic trading done over only three platforms, for instance, right? Because if we had more than that, the liquidity would disperse. There's no benefit to the end users, so that doesn't happen. So as a result, um, we end up in a place with so few providers um, offering these services that often they'll need to work together. Even if on one side they compete, you'll see them having to sort of partner up in, in different areas. Um, and that's also because with so few providers, they tend to be bigger players. If we think on the technology side of a Bloomberg or a Thomson Reuters, they offer so many services that the one business might need to use a service from the other businesses. Another good example could be index, sort of index calculations or index products. Um, it could be one company's index, but maybe a, a, a derivative product is based on that index, but it's, those businesses compete sort of on you know, different elements of, of what they do day to day. So if we look at specifically at the post-trade space, and this goes to the article that we wrote, one example um, that's recently been in the news is looking at post-trade processing of OTC derivatives. We have a relatively small few clearinghouses that, that clear a lot of those swaps trades, especially if we look just at interest rate swaps. Um, the vast majority of those trades hit the clearinghouses through the infrastructure provided by market. So there are some uh, new providers in that space that by and large market controls that business, but market also does a whole host of other things, um, which is an understatement to say the least. And you'll certainly see cases where maybe one trading venue needs to use the post-trade services, but then they also offer their own. So that sort of overlap, if you can almost think of a Venn diagram where these different services and, and use cases all overlap with one another are more and more common. So obviously every market needs competition, but why has this environment given rise to high levels of co-opetition in financial services? And can you name some examples of effective co-opetition in the post-trade space? 
Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it, I think it's what I said is there's economies of scale go a long way. It's true in most industries, but I think it's particularly true in Europe. I mean, the, you know, another simple example, if we look at the big banks across several markets, if we look at trading or clearing even in corporate bonds or swaps or even equities, you know, we routinely see in our research that, you know, over half, some cases over 60% of client trading goes through you know, five or fewer dealers, because there's an economy of scale, there's a benefit to the customer there, right? If you're a big provider of services, it's easier for a customer to go to one place to get everything they need. And we see this in, in you know, retail, and we have over years, the most obvious, easy example is Amazon, you can get everything there, the prices are good, it's easier than having to go to multiple websites. So why not? Even in some cases, where maybe the price isn't as good, it's just easier. So we keep concentrated there. So with a, a fewer number of larger firms that all provide a very diverse set of services, you know, this gets us back to the co-opetition point. Maybe even though uh, each of these two firms each offers 20 different services, the overlap isn't 100%. So the one firm will have to utilize one of the services from the other firm, and that there's your co-opetition, right? So it's just in the nature of an industry where the number of providers is relatively few and the providers are generally pretty large that they will need to work, work together. Now, I guess the other side to that is, you know, startups and fintech has been popular. It's been a real focus over the last couple of years from an investment perspective, from an innovation perspective. So startups, you know, again, might look to compete with some of these bigger, really entrenched players, but will also need to work with them because if they want, you know, access to a market, access to market participants, in some cases, there's no other way to get that access. So this is healthy and it will continue, but, you know, certainly something that we'll have to keep an eye on because, you, you know, what you don't want is one provider to have so much control that there's no room for new entrants and no room for innovation because that um, ultimately is not good for anybody in the marketplace. Previous Greenwich Partners research pointed to the importance of startups in the financial markets. Why are they so important given that many are destined to fail? I mean, the explanation in, in some ways is, why competition is important in general, right? So it's good. And, and I said, we, we have written about this before. It's a very, very hard thing to create a new business and have it be successful. Again, true in any industry. But if we look particularly at trading venues, for instance, and that's been a place where there's been a big boom across a whole variety of products and asset classes over the last few years, is it's true, the majority of them end up failing. It's very, very hard um, to create the network that you need to create a liquid marketplace We've often compared it to, you know, starting a social network. Um, really, they're no fun unless everybody's on them. Um, but how do you, you know, get it, convince everybody to pick up and move themselves and start sharing whatever it is they want to share in a new place? And that's a challenge that continues. However, you know, the innovation that comes along with startups, the, the, the attempts at disruption that they bring to the marketplace, whether it be new technology or lower pricing, it keeps the incumbents honest. It keeps the incumbents working harder to make sure that they don't get supplanted by a new entrant with a new idea. So ultimately, we do all benefit in the end. You know, it's the toughest on the founder of those firms that ultimately don't work, but their contribution to the industry, in most cases, you know, certainly can be felt and seen through um, changes of the incumbents and changes in those that do actually make it and hopefully creates a better marketplace for, for the end consumers. And looking ahead, how do you see this dynamic evolving? Will we see more cooperation or will larger players acquire or build new capabilities so that they don't need to partner up? Yeah, well, it's a little bit of both, right? You know, even if we have a startup that needs to work with a bigger player and the bigger player ultimately acquires the startup, there's always going to be 
some months or years in between where that startup will need the services of a larger player. So, you know, I think it's just a natural evolution of technology and innovation in financial markets. And, you know, you can't have an economy of scale like that from the get-go. So technology certainly made it easier to get access to to get access to servers and compute power and programmers and things that, you know, you used to need quite a bit of capital to get access to. It's less the case now with, you know, cloud computing and, and a whole host of other um, new technologies. You know, but nevertheless, you know, extend getting access to maybe you need to license an index, for instance, or you need to get access to the pipes down. In this case, we, we talked about to a clearinghouse. You know, there's only sort of one efficient way to do that to get access to that customer base and show them your new service or show them your new technology. And yeah, so I think that will continue. But we want to encourage, you know, innovation and startups and investment. Um, I said, even if they ultimately don't make it, um, most of them do leave their mark and encourage the, uh, you know, the incumbents um, or the other up and comers to uh, to step up their game and provide better servicing, and better pricing, and and eventually uh, and hopefully, you know, improve the market overall. Thank you, Kevin, for sharing your insight with us. Thank you for listening to this Deriv Source podcast. To read the transcript, please go to the show notes page on derivsource.com. Thank you for listening and join us next time. <laughs>